Oh my god. Hey besties. Um, we got some catching up to do. The last time I put out an episode um was I don't even know when because I'm a shambles of a human. But life update. Since the last episode. <laughs> um I have in fact cut my hair, dyed it back to like dark black dark dark brown. Um no, dark brown slash black. That's what I was trying to go for. Um and I got three new piercings and three tattoos. So take from that what you will. I think that is an accurate judgment of how um how the past lockdown weeks and like lead up and end of whatever have been for me and my mental stability. Um also I'm back at Soul Cycle. Well actually no I'm not. I was back at Soul Cycle. Um and then what else has happened? Tomorrow is my last day of this semester of uni. And then the year is over and we go into 2021. And that's basically what this episode is going to be about. Because what the fuck? How the hell did we do this year? Like, how did we survive? First of all, like, round of applause for all of us for getting through this year. I know it isn't over yet and I don't want to speak too soon. But, you know, it is December. And I feel like December always flies by. Maybe it'll be a bit different this year because, like, look at the rest of the year. But... Yeah, if you don't celebrate Christmas, then obviously it just feels like a normal month to you. But at least for me, I feel like the the week before Christmas and the week after Christmas, they just, they disappear, like, in the blink of an eye. It's also so strange because the last, like, big thing I did before COVID, you know, entered the system, um, entered the chat was go to New York. I mean, I went to Rome after I went to New York, but like New York was like the thing that I had been waiting like the whole year for. And then I got back from New York in the middle of January and then everything kind of went to shit. Um, And now it's nearly a year since I went to New York. Like it's nearly a year since the last normal thing I did. It's just, I don't know. I can't really wrap my head around it. But I don't know. I've been reflecting on this year a lot because it was so difficult for everybody, obviously. But I feel like I learned some of the biggest lessons from this year. Um, I mean, I started this podcast and I've said in multiple episodes, like, you lose people in life and it's not like a punishment, it's not a bad thing, it's just like what happens and you live and you learn and I feel like this year has probably been the only year in my life, or not the only year, but like one of the years in my life where I haven't fallen out with anybody, like there wasn't a argument or like, I know there wasn't a cause for a fallout but I have stopped speaking to a lot of people and you know that phrase, like, distance makes the heart grow fonder. I think for a lot of us, that's not what happened. And I'm so okay with it. And I don't feel that my life is, like, you know, kind of empty about these people. So maybe it was a long time coming. And, you know, I turned 22 this year. 
and I feel like I am a completely different person to the person I was at 20. Um, and so maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what contributes to the fact that I don't feel like I've lost, like, not that I haven't lost friends, because obviously, like, they were in my life, but there's no bad blood at all. Like, I feel like I could reach out to those people if I ever wanted to. But just the sheer fact that I wasn't able to be around those people all the time kind of proved that the only reason we ever spoke was because we had to and then suddenly we didn't have to and then on the other side of that is all the friendships that I feel have become so much stronger during quarantines and lockdowns and whatever the situations may be the the appreciation I found for those people knowing that I couldn't see them made seeing them after lockdown so much more special um also you know, over the summer, the, like, whole Black Lives Matter movement, I saw so many people's true colours, and I was like, okay, all right, I know where you stand, Miss Racist, I've learnt my lesson, I will not be following you on any social media, I will not be talking to you in lectures, you know, message heard loud and clear. I'm trying to think what else happened, like, so much happened this year that my brain has kind of gone blank. But one of the big things, actually, is people's jobs being appreciated a lot more. I think it's so crazy that it took a global pandemic for people to realise that doctors are important. Like, what kind of brick were you... What brick? What kind of rock were you living under for it to take a pandemic for you to realise that? And, like, there are obviously flaws with all healthcare systems. Um, There's no denying that. Even, you know, a lot of people think that the the NHS is, like, the superior healthcare system because it's free. Um, But, like, there, there are flaws with all healthcare systems. But there was no reason for people who work in the medical profession to receive the amount of disrespect they have received over the years. And then finally it takes literally a global pandemic it takes their jobs becoming the worst situation in the world for them to get a fucking clap on a Thursday night like a clap they need a pay rise but it's also the same with like now we've got this term key workers and it's you know postmen and bin men and people who work in our grocery stores it really became abundantly clear that a lot of people just never had basic respect for the people that keep our society moving and that was really sad I mean yes I am not innocent in this like I have always taken those those like occupations for granted just you know you always think well the postman's always going to be there or like the bin man's always going to like take the bins out you know you just think those things are always there but now more than ever we realize that without those people without the jobs that a lot of people look down on our society would have completely failed in the pandemic like it would have crumbled um and it's just so ironic to me that yet again when a situation of hardship arises and we the people you know call to the government and the elite like those who can make an immediate physical change it's thrown back on us again like 
if you're from the UK, you know, or you should know about like Marcus Rashford. Um, and the whole like voting on feeding kids. The fact that there was a vote, first and foremost, they literally said, all right, guys, we're going to go to parliament and we're going to vote. It's not even a question. But yeah, so that happened. And originally it was like, no, we're not feeding kids. And again, it was thrown onto the backs of society and the masses and more so the working class um, to feed kids who weren't eating during a pandemic. And this is the United Kingdom, right? This is the place where people say that, you know, well, I don't agree with this because I know there are parts of the world that are much better than the United Kingdom. However, people put the UK in this light, so progressive, so ahead of the times. In the same breath, people in government voted to starve children. And it was left to independent food stores, grocery stores, families and communities in different areas to feed those children. And there is no, there is no good from what, like, happened during this pandemic. And I just think that when you sit back and reflect on everything that was a consequence of the pandemic, everybody's true colours came out. And in a way that I do not want to trivialise the year that this has been, but in a way, there have been many silver linings from what we've gone through, like what the this turmoil has kind of brought out in people. Um, and even on a more personal level, I think like one of the biggest silver linings, I guess, was having time to reset and I think like at the beginning of the pandemic a lot of people felt that way like in March a lot of people were like oh my god finally I'm getting time off I get to have a break like this is the universe's way of saying like you've been going too fast and you know that makes sense like people we, the people, I keep saying that as if I'm in a politics class, but like, we as a society generally move too fast and we don't take time for ourselves in the way we should. And so it makes a lot of sense that when this happened and we were told, you know, two weeks to just stay at home, a lot of people were like, yeah, I'm going to watch every TV show I wanted to watch and read every book I wanted to watch and bake banana bread in abundance. And then suddenly it was July and it wasn't fun anymore. And it wasn't, it wasn't the way we had all anticipated. And then it happened again in September. And it's like, you know, was it September? November? I don't even know what month we're in, to be honest. But people have been given this time. And I don't know if people believe in the universe is like sending messages and stuff like that. I don't like to think of the pandemic like that. I don't like to think that the pandemic was a like, a gift in disguise because it absolutely was not like nothing that this pandemic has brought was a gift but I just think the way we've had to adapt to this life is maybe something that was needed and maybe it you know it would have been a lot no not even maybe it would have been a lot better if it didn't have to come around like this 
but even the small aspects of the pandemic, like why did it take a pandemic for people to realize that they should be using hand sanitizer? Like I was genuinely disgusted by the amount of people who were like, I don't have hand sanitizer. And then they just bought a shit ton. I was like, what do you mean you don't have hand sanitizer? Like you have never owned hand sanitizer. Sir, please get away from me. Like all the amount of people who, you know, now all of a sudden like won't touch anything in public places. I'm like, I completely understand the paranoia. Of course I do. But, you know, this world has always been unclean. <laughs> like, I remember at the beginning of, um, of like, March, when they started cleaning the tubes and the subways and stuff, and they were, like, for the first time in 100 years. And I just thought, oh, my God, this is the world we live in. Like, we are a shit show of a society, and this is a shit show of a year. But we made it. We've made it. And that was very long and rambly. But we have made it to December and we're going to make it to January. And I know it's not going to get better in January all of a sudden, like COVID isn't going to disappear. I mean, the vaccine's out, thank God. And if you're not getting the vaccine, you're dumb as fuck. And I will not hesitate to say that again. Um, But yeah, I know that, you know, 1st of January, 2021, life isn't going to just miraculously become something else. But I do kind of want to look on some of the the good that happened this year. First things, <laughs> you know, this probably isn't good to anyone else, but it's funny to me because I said that I would never make TikTok. I don't know why. I don't know why I said that because whenever I say I won't do something, I always do it and then I look stupid. But I said I wouldn't make TikTok and I did it. I made TikTok and I like, and when I say I wouldn't make TikTok, like I had an account. Um, I just was like, why would I ever film myself? Good Lord, I'm obsessed with that app. Like, I make a TikTok every day. But actually, yeah, let me address this here. I'm not going to say my TikTok username. (laughs) But for the copious amounts of people who keep sending me my TikToks and saying, oh my God, Mary, I saw you on my For You page. Stop doing that. Stop telling me that you've seen it. I don't want to know. I really, it makes me embarrassed. Like, I don't want to know. Or people will comment on the video and be like, oh my God, Mary, you're on my For You page. I'm like, I will jump off a cliff. Like, please don't, please, no, no. So yeah, just a quick PSA. Please leave me alone. Um, But yeah, TikTok is so fun. And <laughs> I hate that I was the person that was like, no, I cannot use that app. And now here I am, obsessed. My whole brain is just TikTok audios. And it is what it is, to be honest. I mean, I needed a way to cope, you know? Um, What else happened? Oh, yes, I turned <laughs> 22. I'm a grown bitch. I actually really like being 22. I thought I was going to be terrified. But I don't know. I feel... I do feel like I'm not old enough to be 22, if that makes any sense. But, like... I kind of feel like it's given me more, I don't know, like I just, I'm just comfortable at 22. 21 was so fun, like it's such a fun age, but 22 is like, okay, I don't have to get my shit together, but like I could, and that's okay, you know? Um, What else happened this year? Oh my god, I literally can't flip and remember because I just feel like I slept in bed and ate banana bread the whole time. Um, oh my god, let's talk about the films that came out, okay, so, 
Tenet came out. And I really liked Tenet. My mom did not feel the same way. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think Christopher Nolan's brain is insane. Um, and I mean, Elizabeth Debicki, oh, yes. She may be the only reason I watched that film. Anyways, um, yeah, I thought it was really great. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. I thought it was, yes, it was, it was like confusing at times, but I think I understood it. And I, I don't know. I liked the complexity of it. I thought it was really smart and really well done. Obviously, I don't expect anything less from Christopher Nolan. Um, but there were a lot of mixed reviews. A lot of people hated it. But I, I loved it. I thought it was really good. I'm trying to think what else came out. Um, let me check my letterbox. Oh, actually, I'm in the middle of watching The Happiest Season. I haven't finished it yet. But so far, I am... I'm loving it. Like, Aubrey Plaza. Ma'am, I'm on my knees. Like, that woman is so insanely hot. It genuinely keeps me awake at night. But the storyline everything is so, like, so fun and needs to be done so much more. I'm so impressed with how they've handled the topic that it's about. Um, Again, I'm not going to spoil it. Euphoria. Right. This is, ha, this is something we need to talk about. So, I don't actually know if I've ever mentioned how much I love Euphoria before. I know in my first episode I spoke about Rue, but anyways, I love Euphoria. Like, it is definitely one of my favourite shows ever made. Um, And I feel so held by Rue Bennett. Like, I love her character so much. I think she's, obviously, it's played. she's played by Zendaya, and Zendaya would never do a bad job. But, like... Rue is Rue is home to me okay like Rue is genuinely high school me and so I just feel like really connected to her and if you don't know they have like two bridge episodes coming out and one already came out and it's based on Rue and the next one's based on Jules and the Rue episode oh my god guys like it genuinely felt like I was in therapy and so, spoiler warning, because I, I can't not spoil this. I need to speak about it. Um, the fact that it's literally just an hour of them sat in a diner speaking about the complexities of life was maybe one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen on TV. And I am, like, a wordy person. Like, I love quotes. I will recite certain films, like, word for word because I, like, if, if it resonates with me, and there was a line in this episode of Euphoria, and basically, the quote was, you've got to believe in the poetry, because everything else in your life will fail you, including yourself, and I know it sounds, like, really dark, but I just thought that was, it's honestly one of the most, one of the most beautiful like ways to phrase life and I was actually talking about this with my dad so slight tangent but um I don't really like the idea of organized religion but I like the idea of religion but not organized religion um and so I love it when people are like I believe in the universe but I love it even more when people are like I believe in music or like I believe in poetry and things like that and 
I completely understand that there are people who will never get what that means. Um, but like, I wholeheartedly like believe in music and believe in poetry. And those are the things that like get me through life. Um, and like, for example, like, there are so many songs that I listen to and yeah like I love a good guitar solo and like I love like the drums and songs and stuff but more often than not if the lyrics are something I can completely connect to like I will rinse that song dry I will listen to it on repeat for months because not because I'm like obsessed with the way it sounds but it's because it reassures my brain that I'm not alone and that there are other people in the world who know exactly what I'm going through um and I think it's the same with poetry like I love reading poetry and sometimes I literally read a poem and I'm like oh my god that person took my brain out of my head put it in theirs and then put a pen to paper and made sense of everything I'm feeling and so that scene in Euphoria was just so like oh my god like you said it so well because you will fail yourself. I feel like a lot of people didn't like that line because it implied that you're a failure. But that's not what I got from it. Like, to me, it was just saying, you will fail yourself in life. There will be so many times in life where you disappoint yourself and you can't do things that you thought you would be able to do. And that's fine. But the things you believe in aren't going to fail you, you know? Like, that's why you believe in them. And whether that's your crystals, whether that's music, the things you believe in, they've got you. And I don't know, that just whole episode just touched my soul. And I was like, yes, exactly, period. I'm trying to think what else came out in 2020. I do have a list. Um, oh my God, okay, let me go through this list. So, never, rarely, sometimes, always, period. Like. Academy Award. This film was incredible. If you haven't watched it, please go and watch it. Trigger warning, it is about abortions. But oh my god, I haven't seen a film done this well in a very long time. And it is just so you have to think. Like you are left with nothing but your your thoughts and like there's a lot of silence in it. It's not a like it's not a film that has a big soundtrack or a lot of noise in the background. And I think it's so crucial to the storyline because you do need to sit there and think about what's going on. And similarly, The Assistant, which also came out this year, has the same lack of noise and deals with a very heavy topic. And to be fair, I watched them in the first lockdown and was like, oh my God, this is, this is very deep. This is very profound. Um, so yeah, those two. And then, obviously, The Invisible Man. I know, I know that, like, people have their problems with Elizabeth Moss because she's a Scientologist. Oh, my God. However, um, The Invisible Man is, is phenomenal. Like, honestly, one of the best horror films. And then, mm -mm, I'm, I'm not going to say all the films I watched this year because there was a lot, but... Oh, my God, Black is King. How could I forget? Beyonce did the damn thing. She did it again temporarily saved my quarantine like ugh. but what do we expect from her what do we expect from her but even looking through this list of like films that came out this year it genuinely 
doesn't feel like they came out this year. Like the Kiss and Booth 2 came out this year. And the rhythm section. Like, I feel like they came out like in 2018. Like, okay. Does anyone else ever get these like temporary blips in life? Like this year, where they feel like this year isn't happening. Like it doesn't feel real. Even though you're so abundantly aware of what's going on. Like, you know, there's a pandemic. You know that Donald Trump is the president. You know that Brexit's happening. But like, you're like, surely not, right? Like, surely not. But it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I just, sometimes I genuinely sit down. I'm like, this is a simulation glitch. Someone fucked up. Someone up there, someone, whoever's controlling us, if it's like the Truman Show or whatever, someone like fell asleep, knocked over a coffee and it hit some switches and stuff. And like, this is, this isn't meant to be happening. But we're getting through it. We're getting through it, besties. And actually, talking of Donald Trump, unfortunately, Biden winning, how could I forget? I mean, I still watch the video of Kamala Harris calling him and being like, we did it, Joe. Like, I am obsessed with that video. It's actually unhealthy how obsessed I am with that video. But yeah, change happened this year. It might have been small, but change did happen this year. I don't know. I think, like, there is so much to say about 2020. You know, it was, at least for me, I mean, I'm only 22, so I've only been alive since 1998. However, this has definitely been the craziest year of my life. Uh, And not on a personal aspect, like, just objectively the craziest year of my life. And I think many people can say the same. Actually, even my dad was saying how, like, this is one of the craziest years he's ever he's ever experienced and I was like wow that's a lot of years to compare and even even he's like yeah since 2016 you know life has just been fucking weird I'm like yeah I agree but I just thought maybe yeah because I haven't had that much experience of life maybe you know in my short time it would make sense if I was like yeah the recent years are the hardest but I mean both my parents have lived through SARS and swine flu and like JFK being shot and 9-11 and all these massive things and tragedies that happen and they're both still like what the fuck is this year so I think that really put it into perspective for me um I'm trying to think like if I'm missing anything I probably am but I have a really bad memory so there with Bessies but also I feel like a lot of people have realized how damaging social media is which is kind of cool because I feel like we were really heading on a way up of being like obsessed like completely obsessed with social media but I think during the first quarantine especially the first lockdown rather um people were just so like, oh my god, I've been on my phone way too much. Like, I should probably go for a walk or, like, I should probably meditate or something. And that was cool. Like, that was really healthy. And, like, I was really proud of the people that I saw who were like, yeah, I'm just going to take a couple weeks off. Like, I need to check in with myself. And I like that that's becoming normalised because um, it has been seen as, like, a selfish thing to do to just turn your phone off. But no, it's not. Put yourself first. Be your own goddamn best friend. But, um, actually, sorry, my brain just kind of disappeared into a different direction. But 
I made a TikTok <laughs> about normalizing the fact that it's okay to be in your 20s and not have a boyfriend. And I did actually film a whole podcast episode on this and it disappeared. So I got mad at myself and then didn't record a podcast for two weeks. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll just go into it now, I guess. Um, I've never had a boyfriend. I think I've said this in a podcast episode before. And I fucking hate when people use that as the fun fact about me. Like, I think it's so, one, it's so disrespectful and so based in internalized misogyny. Like, fuck off, I don't need a man. But also, two, like, there are so many other things about me that make me who I am. Um, And so I made a TikTok about it. And I literally posted the TikTok whilst I was drunk and I fell asleep and woke up to it having, like, 100,000 views. And the comment section literally made me cry because it was just a bunch of women being like, thank you so much, I needed this, I needed to hear someone say that it was normal. And the other half of the women in the comments were like, yeah, I'm 25 and I've got a master's degree and I've been to every country in the world and I did it all without needing a man. And I'm like, yes, queen, abso fucking lutely And I'm not saying that you can't do those things if you have a boyfriend, right? But there is no need to make it seem like you can't do those things if you don't have a boyfriend. And if you, like, you're any less of a woman if you don't have a boyfriend. Because that's just fucking rude, first of all. And second of all, it's not true. And it was so heartbreaking to read how many people just needed me or needed a voice to say that it was normal because they didn't think it was normal because people around them don't normalise it. So I just wanted to say it on here because there isn't any need to be that person and it's not nice. And also, it's so weird when people are like, you've never had a boyfriend, so like, you've never had sex. Pardon me? What? Those two go hand in hand, do they? No. Because like, there was one person, like, when I say the comments of this video were so, so lovely, and there was like the odd three people who definitely were like married to their high school sweethearts and like grew up in a Catholic conservative little town in the South or something, whatever. But there was one comment and she was like, well, how would you ever learn to love someone? Um, let's just, I didn't even bother giving her a reply, but like, let's dismantle that narrative right here, right now. There was a point before you were in your first relationship where you had never been in a relationship before and you learned how to love someone, right? And at least for me, like, I've said this to like my close friends when they've asked like why I kind of have never dated. Um, I didn't really like who I was when I was a teenager. <laughs> so I kind of just pushed these opportunities to be in a relationship away because I, I wanted to like me first. Like not even love, like I just wanted to like me first. And now I'm in a place where I do like me and I love me. And I'm like, oh, I enjoy being single, actually. I enjoy having the freedom to flirt with whoever the hell I want at the bar. <laughs> um, and like just knowing that everything I'm doing right now is for me. I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I need to put myself first. Um, and I'm really working on that, especially this year. And so you know, when you say to someone, oh, like, why do you never have a boyfriend? Or like, do you regret never having a boyfriend before? Like, just think about that. You don't know anyone's reasons. It's not always as straightforward as 
oh, I just haven't found the right person. Because who says your boyfriend's the right person, you know? And I really, I'm not, I'm not a settler. I hate settling for people. So that's, that's my little narrative on why I've never had a boyfriend. I don't know why my voice has gone really like monotone and sad. I'm not sad about it. I just, there's like a, a gray cloud that just kind of took over my window and I think it just affected me. <laughs> we love pathetic fallacy. Um, but yeah, and I think it's also like cool to just be free to like explore your sexuality and like sexual identity and stuff. And I guess if you're in a relationship, you can't do that. But if you're single, you can. You know? I don't know. Also, I'm 22. Like, before this, I was a kid. I had no business being in a relationship at 15. I mean, some people were, but I was a late bloomer. I didn't even have a period at 15, so I don't know why the hell I'd have a boyfriend. <laughs> that was TMI. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know. So, to anyone who, who hasn't been in a relationship and they're in their 20s, you're normal. You're normal. You're just doing life. You got this. You'll find someone. And if you don't want to find someone, then you won't find someone. But you've always got you. And work on that relationship first. Um, but yeah, this has been a weird podcast, hasn't it? It's just kind of all over the place. Oh my god, let me explain my tattoos. I just realised I just said, like, I got three tattoos and I didn't even explain what they were. I have a crescent moon on my wrist. Anyone who knows me knows that I have always wanted a crescent moon tattoo. It was always going to be the only one I got. But then I got in there and like my friend does the piercings at the tattoo shop and she was like just get a second one on your wrist and I was like okay okay fine it actually wasn't that simple and if she's listening she's gonna be like mm, yeah Mary actually it took a lot of work to get you to agree to that because I'm a pussy okay guys I am I'm a wimp and I have like 21 piercings but I am I am a wimp um but yeah so I got a crescent moon on my wrist and then I got a Virgo and a Taurus on my ribs on top of my birthmark and I'm a Virgo and my dad's a Taurus and we're both Taurus moons um and I really like astrology <laughs> when I like showed my friend my rib tattoo Sammy hi if you're listening um she was like of course it's something astrological and I was just like oh, I did not ask to be attacked on this fine morning but then I realized like that is so me and I've always been like so into astrology it's genuinely something that like has always been a part of my life like I was like my mom would always tell me about like the characteristics of certain signs and stuff like that and like she would always you know like tell me about the stars and stuff and like me and my dad used to go like stargazing and yeah so I'm really into the stars <laughs> but yeah those are my two tattoos well three tattoos and then in the new year I plan on getting two more one on my hip and one on my arm and then someone needs to punch me in the face and say no more because I don't want to get any more after that but I know I will because it's like when I got my cartilage piercing that was my first piercing after I got my lobes pierced so technically like my first like rebellious piercing, let's say. I got my cartilage pierced and I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm cool now. Um, yeah, I've had 18 piercings since then. So clearly I wasn't done. And then, oh my God, I got my nails done too. I really just like took the past couple of weeks to become a new bitch. And I love it. I love it. 
and I got back into running. Oh my God. I went for an 11K run the other day. Sorry, I'm just catching you guys up in my life as if anyone gives a shit. But yeah, this year's nearly over, guys. We did it. We did the damn thing. I'm proud of every single one of you. Um, and I like genuinely mean that. That wasn't just a passing phrase. Like, I am so proud of every single person that survived this year because there were definitely moments in it that I thought I wouldn't survive. And I did. So I'm proud of myself and I'm proud of you guys and I'm proud of everyone because this year was rough and hopefully next year will not be as rough. Um, like I said, I know January 1st isn't just going to be a clean slate and, you know, COVID will go and be like, oh, sorry, guys, I'm done. Have a good life. But we can hope for the best. I mean, I'm not going to lie, I don't really want to go back to uni. I don't really want to do the Zoom thing either, but like I just haven't been in a lecture hall for a year now. And so I don't know how I'm going to go back. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if my brain's prepared. Yeah. I'm going to go make some Gigi Hadid vodka pasta. Because I fucking nailed the vegan gluten-free version of it. I don't care. Like, I will, I'm a chef. But I'm going to go do that. And then I'm going to finish watching Happiest Season. And then I'm going to meditate and go to bed. Because it has been a day, ladies. It has been a day. Um... But the rest of you, look after yourself. Be proud of yourself. Honestly, go look in the mirror right now and be like, I'm so proud of you for getting through this shit. Go say it. I'll wait. La 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 la. Pause this podcast. Go say it. And then come back. Okay. Hi again. I'm glad you said that. And if you didn't, we will be having words. I know. I know. I know. I... Listen, me and the universe are connected. Like, I will find out, okay? And I will turn up at your doorstep and be like, hey, I'm proud of you. Now go say it to yourself. But, yeah, stay safe, wear your mask, wash your hands, meditate, live your best life as much as you can, two meters away from everybody else, and I will speak to you in the next podcast episode.